step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
Good evening, good evening. Welcome to Blessings by Grace Radio. Tonight it is our weekly Food for the Soul Bible study session with the Honorable Dr. Bishop Austin Moore. Tonight, Dr. Moore will give you a topic. He will teach and tell you all about the goodness of the Lord. Tonight, he will bring you the Word of God. This is what we do on Thursday night. He teaches the Word of God to you each and every Thursday night here in the Blessings by Grace Radio studios in Apple Valley. He will give you what that's a say of the Lord tonight. So get out your Bibles and get ready to learn the unadulterated gospel and the truth. This is every Thursday. We are on from 9.30 p.m. until 10.30 p.m. here in California. And we appreciate all those in Radio Land that listen to us in other states, other countries, other cities, other towns. We appreciate and all of our sponsors out there, Blueberry Podcasters Academy, of course, Blog Talk Radio, Amazon, Google. There are so many of them, and we appreciate you and all the other countries that take time out of your day to listen to us and to share in with the love of Jesus that we have here at the radio. Everything we teach, everything we talk about, the announcements, the prayers on Wednesday nights when Dr. Moore is praying for you guys. We are really heartfelt and sincere. We believe it. We claim it. We know that God will. He has in the past. He will in the present, and he always will in the future. He will answer everything that you ask him according to his will. And when you listen to these messages, he will reveal to you what lessons are to be learned. He is shaping your future and your past, and he's sending you to your final destination. Whatever the Lord has for you, it shall be revealed to your knowledge base in time. Just open your mind and your understanding to know what he's trying to teach you. Ladies and gentlemen, the man of the hour, Dr. Bishop Asimov. God bless you in Radio Land tonight. Amen. It's good to be here tonight, amen, because this is the day the Lord has made. And let us be glad and rejoice therein. Thank God again, amen, for announcing, for bringing us home tonight for food for a thought. Amen. Something to feed your soul. We often, amen, get enough for our natural man, but our spiritual man also need feeding. So I'm going to bring you the word of God tonight and only the word of God. Open your hearts and your mind and pray along with me, amen, that if God needs to open up your understanding, he can and he will do that. I pray every day, amen, that God open my understanding broader and broader to his word. God bless you. <clears throat> amen. And ready your land tonight. We love you and we thank you for all that you've done. Amen. For this gospel of Jesus Christ. We're coming to you tonight from the First Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1 through 6. And Zacharias chapter 14 and verse 9. Isaiah 43, 10 and 11. And again, we'll be reading 1 Corinthians 12 and 3, Matthew 7, 21 and 23. And in the hearing, amen, of 1 Corinthians 8 chapter verse 1 and 6, it reads, now as touching things offered unto idols. We know that 
we are we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but charity edifies. And if any man think that he knows anything, he knows nothing. Yea, as he ought to know. But if any man love God, the same is known of him. As concerning, therefore, the eating of those things that are offered in sacrifice unto idol, we know that an idol is nothing in the world, and there and that there is none other God but one. For though there be that are called gods, whether in heaven or in earth, and there be God's many and Lord's many. But to us, there is but one God, the Father of whom are all things, and we in him, and one Lord Jesus, by whom are all things, and we by him. Zacharias 14 and 9 says, And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. In that day shall there be one Lord, and his name one. Isaiah 43 and 10 11 says, Ye are my witness, says the Lord, and my servant, whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me, and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God form, neither shall there be after me. I even I am the Lord, and besides me there is no Savior. First Corinthians 12 and 3 says, Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaketh by the Spirit of God called Jesus an accuser, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Matthew chapter seven twenty one and 23, Say, not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name has cast out devils, and in thy name does many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, 
ye that work iniquity. Open your spiritual ears up tonight and let us go over the scripture and try and to understand God's word. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God, St. John 20 and 28. Thomas got a revelation for who the Lord was when the Lord was down here on earth. God revealed himself to Thomas. Thomas was walking with him, one of his disciples, and yet did not know who he was. So it is today, there are many of us, amen, is walking with Jesus, and Jesus has done everything for us, and yet we don't know him. Jesus told Thomas, say, Thomas, have I been so long a time with you, and yet you don't know me? When you see me, you see the Father. And Thomas could not understand that until Jesus died and appeared among them. And Thomas recognized him as my Lord. You are my Lord and my God. Jesus Christ is Lord in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. As Lord he is both ruler and master of our lives. I'm talking about Jesus. Men will say, man, still don't know who Jesus is. But he wants to reveal himself to you through his word. The Lord and God are one. The Lord and God are one. One Lord, the Lord is God. The Lord and God are the Old Testament. He was a king. He was a savior. His lordship and deity, he proclaimed. The Lord and God of all. He's the only Savior. The Lord and God of our lives. The Holy Ghost bear witness. Our lives bear witness that there is but one Lord and one God. No man, notice, amen, the Bible says, no man can say that Jesus Christ is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. You can't even claim, amen, that you know him except you don't receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and he don't reveal himself to you. The identity and limitation of Jesus Christ has been heated 
debated by the theologians of every age. He has been classed by some as a prophet and categorized by others as an impostor. Yea, those who treat him were seen kindly but failed to make him Lord of all, do the greatest harm. To recognize Jesus Christ as only a prophet or a great teacher of truth is to be robbing him of the most critical element of deity. If you only know Jesus by a prophet, you don't know him. If you only know him by a good teacher, you you don't know him. Jesus Christ was the invisible expression of the identity of God. Jesus Christ was the invisible expression of the identity of God, revealing to mankind. He revealed himself to mankind. The invisible became to be visible. Almighty God that we could not see come to be visible through Jesus Christ. Capital G-O-D, God, he manifests himself. However, in his role as Savior, he, he, he made himself known as role of Savior. I, I, amen. I come to seek and to save that which were low. Jesus Christ made himself known in the role as a savior. He was not only God, but also a man. This is why I say open your spiritual ears up that you might understand the scripture. He was not only God, capital G-O-D, but he was also man. The fuse of divine divinity and humanity presented the world with an entire that it could not understand, nor could it comprehend who Jesus really was. St. John 1 and 10. Not discerning his deity, and many today don't discern his deity. They still don't know who Jesus is. Not discerning his deity, many people access Jesus as of an unsuppressed right and privilege belonging to God alone. They say, what Jesus claiming, it belongs only to God. And what God is trying to reveal to you 
He is Jesus. And Jesus is God. Through the fleshly body of Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Now, the fleshly body of Jesus was born in Bethlehem. We call that, amen, through the eternal spirit. We call that fleshly body the son of God. Not God, but the son of God. That was the fleshly body that was born in Bethlehem, the eternal spirit that God the Father that dwelleth in him is from everlasting to everlasting. God the Father, it dwells in that fleshly body, which we call the Son of God. God the Father dwells in humanity. And that dwell in him is from everlasting. God was in Christ, reconciled the world unto himself. God, capital G-O-D, was in Christ, the anointing of himself. God was in Christ, reconciled the world unto himself. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 19. It is remarkable. It's a revelation of Thomas that so clearly bring into focus the much dispute identity of Christ. Thomas says, Jesus, that means Savior, our Lord, he is our Lord and our God. Now, you can't dispute this. He's our Savior, he's our Lord, and he's our God. And I don't mean in no three separated persons. I mean three manifestations of himself. He's Jesus, come to save us. He's Lord, mean ruler of all. He's our God that created everything. The Lord and God are one. The Lord and God are one. The monothesia of the Old Testament is undeniable. It was this paramount sense of truth that separated the ancient peoples of God from the numeral polythesia society of their time. They believed in many. But the monothesia believed in one. God, through his spiritually anointed prophet, repeatedly emphasized his sovereignty to his people. He says in Psalm 86 and 10, for thou art great, speaking about God, thou art great, and does wonderful things. Thou art God alone. The psalmist says, amen, you are great, you do wonderful things, and you are 
capital G-O-D, alone. Isaiah chapter 48, 44 and 8 picks it up and says, Fear ye not. Don't fear. Don't fear, people of God. Don't fear. Neither be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. Have not I told thee from that time? The Lord been talking to you. He said, have not I told you from that time? And have declared it. You are even my witness through the Holy Ghost. You are my witness. The Holy Ghost ought to tell you who Jesus Christ is. The Holy Ghost ought to tell you who Lord is. The Holy Ghost ought to tell you who God is. He said, you are my witness. Is there a God besides me? Yea, there is no God. I know not any. Isaiah 44 and 8 says, if there is another God besides God himself, he don't even know it. And, and he knows everything. He created everything. He's omnipotent. I'm not present. Now, God knows everything. And somewhere down the line, we're trying to bring in other gods besides the one God. The nation of Israel, they put this in their mind and in their spirit, regardless of all of the other false gods that there was and out of all the idolatry that there was. Israel held on to one God. Now, whether other pagan cultures divided their homo among a profession of false idols, the Hebrew nation, talking about Israel, by recognizing the one universal deity, one universal deity was able to direct its worship and its praise and obedience to the one focus point of divine authority. Are you recognizing and are you praising the one God that created the heaven and earth in your praise, in your prayer? In your study of his word. Are he everything to you? Isaiah in 44 and 8 told you, if there is another God, he said, I don't know it. First Corinthians verse 8 and 4 say, there is none other God but one. There is no, there are no two gods. There are no three gods. There is none other God but one. Read it. First Corinthians 8 and 4. Ephesians 4 and 6 says, One God, just one, and Father of all, he, he begotten everything, 
who is above all. There is nothing is higher than God. And he threw all, every living thing that lives. And he's in you all. I'm talking about God, the creator of heaven and earth. It ain't but one. The early Christians conveyed Jews. They found no contradiction between the God of Moses and the God of Peter. They didn't find no contradiction because the Lord revealed himself, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob revealed himself unto Peter in his day, in his generation. They were simply able to recognize the one God in his new revealing manifestation. They simply recognized that there was but one God, no matter, amen, uh, how long human humanity had been uh, living, amen, they were serving the same God. When you pray, you ought to know who you're praying to. There is only one that you can pray to to be delivered, and that is Jesus. Jesus is God manifested in the flesh. It is this silent point that separates the contemporary people of God from the numerous polytheistic religions. The modern Christianity. God was, God is, and God will always be one. God was, God is, and always be one. This truth is the primary foundation upon which rests the entire structure of religion. One. One. It's one body. One body. There is not a lot of bodies. The Lord don't have but one body. It's one Lord. One Lord. One Lord. The title of Lord is given to certain dignitaries or governments as well as being an old English term meaning master. It was one, amen, one represented as master. And every people, amen, that was under that term, amen, or under those uh, conditions, amen, they knew who they was calling master. But when it is applied to the deity in Scripture, however, it carries the notion of supreme ruler or owner. Now, amen, when talking about Scripture, amen, it's talking about he's supreme. He's the ruler. He's the owner. 
That's Jesus. That's Jesus, my friend. All things were made by him, and without him, there was nothing made that was made. I'm talking about Jesus. He's Lord, one Lord. Israel knew but one Lord. Israel knew but one Lord. There was but one to whom they owned, owed their obedience to serve One by whom they were owned. Of all the laws, God bestowed upon his people one commandment was first and foremost. And that one commandment that God bestowed upon his people was from Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse 4 and 5. And that was here. He that has an ear, let him hear. He that has an ear, let him hear. Hear, O Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. It ain't but one. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thine heart and with all of thy soul and with all of thy might. But Israel had to hear that. So Israel wouldn't believe in no other gods. Down through the time of life, amen, God, amen, uh, used many names, but it was the same God. But he did not even reveal his real true name until Jesus came. So the essential and unchanged was this pivot point of truth that Jesus himself repeated it to the scribes and the disciples in Mark twelve twenty nine and 30. And so done, he reaffirmed that there is but one law. There is not but one law. I don't care which way you go, amen, how you try to say, it's not but one law. Although the English word Lord is often stated in places of the Old Testament Hebrew, Yahweh, or Jehovah, still talking about one law. Yahweh, they call him back there. Yahweh or Jehovah. I'm, I'm talking about God. It was just a different dispensation of time that he revealed himself to. Back there, amen, he was Yahweh or he was Jehovah to some people. But he was talking about, he still said, I am God. I am Lord. It is unique that Israel acknowledged only one deity as their Lord, a ruler, a master. How many gods are you serving? If you're serving more than one God, you're serving too many. Because there is not but one. Second Chronicle 20, 
and 6. It says, O Lord, God of our fathers, are not thou God in heaven? Are you not God in heaven? And rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? You rule over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thy hand is there no power and might? So that none is able to withstand thee? Oh, Lord, are you our Father? Are thou not God in heaven? And rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? All over the world, he ruled. God ruled. God ruled. God ruled. And in thy hand is there no power or might. All you got to do is look around. You can see the power and might in the hand of Jesus as he have his way in nature. The original Christians also known but one Lord. But one Lord. But to us, I'm talking about the original Christian now. But to us, there is but one God. We that know Him, we that we we that Amen, we that Amen. He that has revealed Himself to us, Amen. He don't let us know that there is not but one God. It's no two God. I'm not going to heaven looking for another God. God came down here to earth. And dwell in a body. And the word was made flesh. The word was God. The word was with God. The word was made flesh and dwell among us. And we beheld the glory of the only begotten, full of grace and truth. Hallelujah. Let him be your Lord tonight. It's renewable one, and we should not know amen but one. One tonight. But to us there is but one God, the Father of whom are all things, for he made everything, and we is in him, and one Lord, he rules everything. And that one Lord is Jesus Christ. Now listen. Jesus Christ is God manifested in the flesh. I'm not talking about the Son of God. I'm talking about Jesus. Christ by whom are all things, and we by him, 1 Corinthians 8 and 6. Without Jesus, amen, there is nothing made that was made, according to the word of God. Amen, Jude 4 and 1. The only Lord God and even our Lord Jesus Christ. It ain't but one. Ephesians. 
chapter 4 and verse 5 state it's one law. When we get to heaven, you won't see but one law. One ruler over everything. That's what you're going to see. One Lord. And it's not but one faith. I don't know why we come up here with so many faiths. I believe this and I believe that. It ain't but one faith. And if that faith is in Jesus Christ, because if you don't believe Jesus Christ, you're already lost. One Lord. One faith. And one baptism. There are no two baptisms, no three, no four, not but one baptism. And that is going down in Jesus' name for the remission of your sin. That's what Peter told them, amen, on the day of Pentecost. Repent, every one of you, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin. Hallelujah. The very meaning of the word Lord, it indicates, amen, that it can be applied and exclusive to only one being. Only one can be supreme ruler. That is Jesus. Only one can be preeminent, master. That's Jesus. Only one can have absolutely authority. That's Jesus. Only one can be Lord of all. That's Jesus. Jesus is God. Jesus, amen, says in the word of God, he said, I came to my own and my own received me not. He said, I came in my father's name, but 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 you don't want to believe me. You don't want to, you didn't receive me. You just rejected me because I come in my father's name. I told you what my father's name was. My father's name is Jesus. But you don't want to believe that. He said, if any other would come in uh, another name, you would accept that. But because I said, Amen. I come in my father's name. You don't want to hear that. But Jesus was telling the truth. Because Jesus is God manifested in the flesh. Hallelujah. Only one can be Lord of all. The Lord is God. The Lord is God. I like that. The status of God absolutely is deity. It denotes divine perfection, power, and authority. The officer of lordship infers ownership and rulership. Not only do the Old and New Testament agree that there is but one God and one Lord, but they also assess that these two officers are held by the same being. Amen, Lord. Amen. 
and God is held by the same being. No two different individuals or two persons. Jesus was the only person that was made known. Jesus was the only person that was made known. It wasn't no two persons. The Lord and God is the same. Not only does the Old Testament agree that there is but one Lord, God and one Lord, but they also assess that these two offers are held by the same being. Deuteronomy 4 and 39 tell you, Now know therefore this day, and consider in can consider it in thine heart, put it in your heart, that the Lord, he is God in heaven above. The Lord is God in heaven above and upon earth beneath. There is none else. He can't make that no plainer. I'm God in heaven. I'm God on earth. I'm God everywhere. that all the peoples of the earth may know that the Lord is God. All that all the peoples on earth know that the Lord, the ruler, he is God. And there is none else. First King 8 and 60. I'm God alone. I stretched out the heaven all by myself. I laid the foundation by myself. There was nobody with me. There was nobody could counsel me. First King 8 and 60, Deuteronomy 4 and 35, and First King 18 and 21 and 39, Psalm 1, 3. Isaiah 40 and 28, trying to let you know that there is not but one Lord. And his name is Jesus. Now, Israel, Israel recognized only God as their supreme ruler or Lord. Israel recognized that. There could be no separation. Of God and Lord. For when the old covenant Jews prayed to God, they were praying to their Lord. When they were praying, amen, and praying to God, they were praying to their Lord. And I dearly can understand that because the Bible said, Give honor to whom honor is due. Mary, amen, uh, 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 the, the scripture tells us, amen, Matthew 1 and 21, she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. Now, amen, 
God has a name, and that name is Jesus, and we should honor that name, Jesus. So if I say giving honor to Jesus, I am giving honor to Almighty God, but I'm just calling God by his name. But if the Lord have not revealed himself to you and open up your understanding is to let you know who he is, you'll be offended by that. For when the old covenant Jews prayed to God, they were praying to their Lord. When they called upon the Lord, they were calling upon their God. Can that make any sense to you? Because God knows it makes a lot of sense to me. Now, in like manner, the new covenant Christians, also, they recognized that the Lord was God. They recognized that the Lord, their ruler, was God. All you have to do is read the word of God for yourself. And if you're not satisfied, ask him to open up your understanding that you might understand the scripture. Before, amen, the disciples, amen, went out to preach the gospel, Jesus, amen, in the book of Luke, amen, he opened up their understanding that they might understand the scripture. And God has no respectable person. He's the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. What he has done for one, he will do for all. Ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and you shall find, and knock, and he will open the door to you. In like manner, the new covenant Christians also they recognized that the Lord were God. After Peter and John had been antagonized by Annas and the Jewish council, for healing the lame man at the gate of beautiful and for preaching Jesus to the multitude, the church in Jerusalem rejoiced that at their release. They put they put Peter and John in jail for preaching Jesus. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Savior. And they put Peter and John in jail. That spirit is open today. They will put you in jail for preaching Jesus is God. But Acts 4 and 24 answers this and says, and when they heard that, Open up your ears, your ears. You got to open up your spiritual ears. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voices to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, you made it. Even we we got put in jail for lifting up the name of Jesus and saying who he was, but he was just who he said he was. 
man misunderstood him. But he said, amen, he was God and he is God. The Apostle John added his witness and the witness of heaven to the identity of the Lord when he inscribed. I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. Revelation 19 and 1. John heard a voice. Hallelujah. Saying salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. So individuals are the term Lord and God. that the scripture repeatedly referred to Almighty One as the Lord God. He is the Lord our God. I, I can't dispute that, and I hope you don't try. The Lord and God of the Old Testament, the Old Testament scripture are clearly in the Affirmament that the one God is the one Lord or ruler of the universe. It ain't the one. It also declares that the Lord God of Israel is the only king and savior of mankind. It's not the one. People of God, it's not the one. It's not no two, it ain't no three, ain't no four, ain't no five. It's one law, one faith, and one baptism. Come on, church. The king, the psalmist said, amen, asked the rhetorical question. Who is the king of glory? He then answered the question in Psalm 24 and 8 and 10. The Lord Jehovah. That's the king of glory. Strong and mighty. The Lord, he's mighty in battle. The Lord of hope, he is a king of glory. Who are we talking I'm talking about Jesus. The Lord Jehovah. Jehovah was God. He was strong and mighty. He is the Lord of the universe. He's mighty in battle. The Lord of hosts, and He is King of glory. It was God's desire to establish the nation of Israel with an unparalleled form of government, not as an autocrat, a Republican, or Democrat, but a divine, theoretically. God desired to rule and govern his people by himself. There was to be no other sovereignty, monarch, 
but the Lord God Almighty. God wanted to rule his people, amen, by himself and for himself. The Lord God was the undisputed king of Israel. As long as they honored him and their king, as their king, they were victorious. They prospered and experienced his wonderful salvation. God kept them as long as they honored him. You are my Lord. You are my God. You are my Savior. You are my protector. God protect them and God provided for them. As long as they honored him, it was only when they rejected the rulership of God that his judgment of the heathen nation came upon them. There are many in America today is rejecting Jesus. Why do we see all these crises coming up on the face of this earth? Because a man, man is rejecting Jesus. When they desired a natural king in the place of the supernatural one, God promised to obligate them, but also he announced that in their hour of distress, he would turn a deaf ear to their prayer. First Samuel 8, 6, and 18. When you turn away from Almighty God, God will turn a deaf ear to your prayer. This is Dr. Moore tonight saying, God bless you, and amen. Keep your spiritual ears open. Amen. Our Lord and our God are one. Thank you for tuning in tonight. We'll be back next week. We love you and God bless. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.